this is Michelle bringing you hope. If you are a parent of an addicted loved one, you are not alone. And if this is your first time on my podcast, I hope that you take away something valuable from what I am going to talk about today. And today is a day that I am going to talk about hope, 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 hope. Um, Our son and daughter-in-law have been in active recovery for about 90 days, maybe more. I know they count closer than I do. And we had the privilege and the opportunity to visit them at their rehab this past weekend with their children. And I said to them, what do you tell parents? What can you tell us? What did we do wrong? What could we have done better while you were actively using? How could we have um, instilled the, the ability to want you to go get help? Like, help us now because we're on this side of the fence, right? And I am all about helping moms and dads find hope and find ways to help themselves find the joy in their lives despite our addicted loved ones choices and what one of the things I'm finding is and this week they reported there were some studies done that they are finding parents or those people who love the addicted loved one also have an addiction and our addiction is that we try to help in the wrong way So I was really curious um, to ask uh, Ryan and his wife, you know, what, what could we have done differently? And the first thing he said was, Mom, there was nothing, nothing because we weren't ready. Wow. Okay. Well, then we said, but you had um, an interventionist come and talk to you and finally motivate you. What was it that he said or what did he do that helped you um, get to the other side of wanting help? Um, From going from active um, addiction using to, oh my gosh, we got to get help, right? What did he do? Well, first of all, this person I would never recommend to anybody. Um, He was a liar he was a manipulator but but one of the things that he did really well according to Ryan and his wife were he was able to paint the picture of what recovery would look like for them and I don't mean after the daily workout I'm talking about rehab so how just picture in their mind so he was able to show them so when you arrive You go to detox, here's what happens there, and then you go into this program, and this is what happens there, and then um, answer all their questions about um, how long will it take, how long do we have to be there, what kind of things do they make you do, Um, and and this is when we found out that our daughter-in-law had been in a previous program where um, she was locked in a room and it was very abusive and there were absolutely no support meetings there was no um, oh golly no psychiatrist that was really monitoring their drugs and at that point she was put on psychotic drugs she no she was put on 
drugs that were making her psychotic, making her hallucinate. Um, She was scared out of her mind. So when she sobered up, it was just because she was frightened and she couldn't wait to get out of there. So her picture, if you will, of what recovery was to look like was really important and he was able to paint that picture of how no you're surrounded by people who care Um, we talk about biblical um, principles now if your son or daughter-in-law are in a recovery program and maybe it's not a christian-based program please don't get me wrong i think recovery any way they can get it is um, a good thing I just know that for our son and daughter-in-law, what's worked for them has been a Bible-based type of Christian atmosphere where um, they are taught that their gifts are, are from God and are encouraged to do something with those. But anyway, so this interventionist was able to really pour into Ryan and his wife about what their recovery would look like on a day-to-day basis and then how each step would go to the next phase. Now, they also teach um, recovering addicts, just take one day at a time, right? But some people, and I got to believe most, need to see the picture. They want to know where they're going because they're, they're afraid. They're afraid of change. They're resisting change. And they need to see that picture. So today, I, that was one of the things I wanted to share with you because it's really important. Sometimes we get so cotton-picking angry. I know I did. I still do. Um... And we get angry because we want it so bad for them. And we can see them from a whole different perspective. It's kind of like if you have a beach ball in your hand and you know how it has like all those colors all around it, that beach ball, you might be facing that beach ball and I might be facing a different part of that beach ball. You see yellow and green on your side and I see red and blue. And that's how it is with these kids. They cannot see what they look like. Now, this is such, this was such a blessing that Ryan and his wife said, oh my golly, we saw pictures of us when we were actively using and we were mortified. We can't believe how bad we look. Oh, and they look so healthy now. I never, ever, 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 ever thought that we would be here and be talking about them in addiction and what that looked like compared to now. Um, They shared a lot of hope with us. And um, our our son's counselor called us last week and said, he is doing so amazing that for the second time in the history of this facility, we're going to offer him a full-time job with benefits because he, we want him on our team. And I sat there and sobbed. I sobbed. I just never saw this coming um, because there's just been so much turmoil, um, as I'm sure you know in your lives. So anyway, that was that's kind of like something I wanted to share because it it it's all about hope and today's message is all about hope and if you do find the opportunity to sit down and talk to your child 
make sure that you choose the right time when you're not angry. And I understand. I I don't know when that is. I can't tell you that because I was so angry for almost the whole duration of their active use that I had to check out and have my husband inter, you know, communicate with them because I couldn't. Um, so I understand, but find a way somehow to show them the picture, illustrate for them what recovery looks like. And if you need to research rehabs first and go visit them and look and see what those are like, if you can have a picture of that, then you will be able to share that with your frightened, addicted loved one who is really resistant to change, okay? Um, The second thing I want to talk about is um, just what is hope? What is hope? So, and hope is so powerful. It has the ability to heal people. Hope allows people to approach the challenges of life with a positive mindset, a feeling of desire for certain things to happen. Think about a time in your life when you have wanted something so bad. You hoped for it. You dreamt about it. And then you went and you worked for it because it was your hope. Um, One of those might be for me. I really hoped to parent more children. Um, After our two biological children were born, I couldn't conceive. And so I hoped to find a child to adopt a child to raise. And it took years to find her. And we did in a Russian orphanage. But I found ways to make that hope and dream come true, just like you, right? So when your heart is in your dream, no request is too extreme. When you're willing to put your heart into it, hope for successful recovery from addiction is not too extreme. When a person determines to put his or her heart into us, uh, heart into it, hopelessness disappears. And prior to recovery, Ryan was hopeless. His wife was so hopeless that she was almost suicidal and she didn't think she was ever going to see her children or get her children back in her life. And now I only see um, reunification in, in the future for them because if they keep making these positive strides, that will happen. But hope is the belief in a better future and the action to make it happen. So think about our kids. They might have a belief that they want a better future, but they don't have the action to make it happen because those drugs are have captured um, have have captured our children and the imposter devil has taken over. And so they are not equipped to um, take the action that it requires to make their dream happen. And that's that's where we come in, but doggone it, we're so angry, right? <laughs> and because it, they're so stubborn, but we just have to keep painting that positive picture. It is only then that, you know, you have this belief and you have this action to make it happen. It's only then that a wish becomes a certain hope. 
So this quote is from Dr. Lopez. He was a senior site or is a senior scientist at Gallup, and he studies. Um, he does studies on how useful studies can be, and um, in the Gallup polls and all that. But um, he describes hope as having four essential features. So I'm going to go over those with you. Um, four essential features. One, the future will be better than the president. President. <laughs> well, hopefully. But the future will be pre- better than the present. And we have to help our child believe this. Um, Ryan needed money for um, a f- his phone for the month. He's still not getting paid much yet. And so he still has needs. And um, I, I put the money on his account and I sent him a text and I said, I know that not too far in the future, you will own this and be responsible for this. I believe in that and I believe in you. And I just keep sending him things like that, that um, make him realize that the future is going to be better because he's making good choices daily. So that was one. The second is I have the power to make it so. So we need to encourage them to believe that about themselves. You have the power to change this. You do. I believe in you. Three, there are many paths to my goal. And this is kind of what I what I mean when I say the recovery program that our kids are in may be totally different than one that is working for your child. In the end, there are many different avenues they can take. There are many different paths to get to the same destination, right? It's just kind of like, you know, taking a trip. Some take a longer journey and some take a shorter one and a different path, but they arrive at the same place. So um, make sure they know that, that too. And the fourth thing is, None of those paths are free from obstacles. <laughs> Doggone it, right? Yes, there are obstacles every on every path, and some are more extreme than others. That's a guarantee. Um, and I think if if we tell them, you know, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go through some really tough times. Ryan texted me today and said, um, every guy in his house relapsed yesterday and he found out and he was in a dilemma he had to tell his manager but he felt like a tattletale um so we discussed you know well what are your options what if you go to them and you say hey guys you need to tell the manager the house manager because if you don't you've put me in a really bad spot I'm gonna have to tell him so you need to go tell him Um, That might be one option, but my point is it's an obstacle. And on this path of sobriety, there will be obstacles. Um, And we as parents need to know that that relapse is is prevalent and, and prominently and could very well happen. It's just, okay, you relapsed, let's get back on it, right? And how can we facilitate that? So, um... Those four things um, are what Dr. Lopez believes four essential features of hope. The future will be better than the present. I have the power to make it so. There are many paths to, to, to achieve my goals and none of them are free of obstacles.
So just some tips um, for you as parents. Um, Listen, listen and share stories of hope. Um, I'm on that Facebook page, the uh, the addicts, uh, the mom's addict, or no, sorry, the addicts mom sharing without shame. And I hear stories all the time, um, hopeful stories, and I share them. I don't share names of people, but I share them with Ryan and his wife. Um, accept your current situation. You're living in a new normal. Accept that, but try to find joy. Um, it's up to you to find joy in your life and try not to be addicted to their lives, okay? We have to separate ourselves somehow. Find a way to find that. Find a direction for your life and develop a meaningful plan. So, um, let's see. What is there anything else I can share with you? I just, I just thought that um, hope, you know, if you break it down, it's one word, four letters, but it's multifaceted. So many things have to be in place for us to be hopeful for our child and share hope with them and then be the hope for them and um, find hope for ourselves. Um, my husband and I just crave to have our life back where it's just the two of us. And yet, this is our new normal. We're raising a 14-year-old and a 9-year-old. And um, we know that um, we will look back on some of these moments and cherish them. And so we're trying to remember those and try not to get sucked into all the negativity of what we're doing. Um we try to laugh. Yeah, we try to find stuff to laugh. So, um, how can you how can you help even more? Um, educate yourself as much as you can. Immerse yourself so you understand. Um, and and educate yourself on your role. One of the things Ryan told us last weekend too was by us helping them. We always thought that we were we were helping. Um, our kids, our grandkids stay safe because they just didn't have anything. Um, And they were going to be homeless and we just didn't want them to live in a homeless shelter. Um, And looking back at that, uh, Ryan said, Mom, you didn't know how bad things were. And we really didn't because we were trying to stay on our side of that boundary line. And we just kept trying to put it back on him but he was enabling his wife. He was, she was enabling him. They were codependent. Um, their kids were lying for them. They were teaching them that. So we never really knew how bad it was. Yeah, that's my excuse for helping them. But I look back on that now and I think what would have happened had we let everything fall through the cracks Child Protective Services probably would have stepped in. Um, maybe, maybe one of the kids would have died in a car accident. I mean, that was always our fear, but we have to let go and let God and let, let God know that He is there and not 
try to help because what happens is we delayed the inevitable. We just kept delaying it. We just kept keeping them in active drug use because we didn't take the rug out from underneath them early on when they were earlier addicted. And we thought we were doing right, right? And, and I'm not, he'll be the first to say, don't blame yourself. Um, and don't blame yourself. I mean, all we can do is educate ourselves now on how are we contributing to the problem? Because we can't stop them, but we can stop ourselves. And that that's where the key is. That is my hope for you. And that's why I'm podcasting is to help moms and dads find joy and find a way to um, help in healthy ways. So the other thing is understand and prepare for extended problems. There will be them. Don't hold unreasonable expectations. Make changes to support sobriety. Um, Remove addictive substances from your home. Um, If you're addicted loved one is with you avoid social gatherings where there's going to be lots of alcohol or things or negative influences in their life Um, be fair to yourself don't go so far that you're unfair to yourself though find joy in your life like you can't Ryan will say well we have to learn how to walk away if we're in a situation where we have cravings or we feel temptation Um, and I get that some people choose not to remove certain substances from their home it's a personal thing I don't judge other people I just know for me um, personally I just feel that um, it's almost like an etiquette just a, um, a proper thing for me to do for them So I hope that you have found hope today um, in something and that you've been inspired. Um, And remember how you work towards your dream and how one day you had hope and it turned into um, action where you did something to arrive at your destination where your dream came true. And that's all we can do is kind of paint that picture for our for our loved ones so that they will want that for themselves. And if not, we're just going to keep trying to find hope in our own lives, right? Because that's all we can stay in control of. So I'm thinking about you today. I'm praying for all of you. If there's something that I can do to help you in any way, please let me know. Um... I am here to pour into your lives and be maybe a blessing, hopefully, and um, encourage you on this difficult, difficult journey. So today I say God bless and take care.